Ciao, and welcome to another episode of The Real Estate Podcast with me, broker Nico James Bach, a broker at Royal LePage Signature Realty in downtown Toronto. Speaking of which, our downtown office agents and staff will be moving to a new high-tech location this July. We're currently located at Queen Street West and Bathurst Street, just south of uh, Richmond Street West. Our new offices will be on the ground floor of the brand new master-planned community, The Well, on the west side of Spadina Avenue between Front Street West and Wellington Street. Exciting times for Royal Page Signature Realty. In this episode, I'm going to update you on the current state of the residential real estate market, preview the Bank of Canada's rate hike announcement, and explain where the market is heading as we approach the second half of the year. The GTA resale market continued transitioning towards a balanced market during April. Buyers exhibited less urgency amid rising interest rates, financial market turbulence, and heightened economic uncertainty due to quickly rising inflation and global instability. However, continued low supply and steady demand kept market conditions relatively stable for central locations and more affordably priced properties. Now, sales declined 41% annually in April to 8,007 transactions from last year's record high of 13,611 sales. While sales usually increase between March and April, the height of the spring market, this year they declined 27%, partly due to activity having been pulled forward into the earlier part of the year in advance of rate increases. Overall, sales declined 16% below the 10-year average in April. New listings also declined annually and monthly during April, but by lesser degree than sales with decreases of 12% year-over-year and 8% month-over-month. This pushed the ratio of sales to new listings to a 39-month low of 43.5%, which was below the lower boundary of a balanced market which is 45%, but partly driven by relisting activity as sellers adjusted their pricing strategies to changing market conditions. Nonetheless, prior months of extremely low supply kept inventory levels relatively low during April. Active listings were up 12% annually, but remained 15% below the 10-year average. Supply grew from 0.9 months in April in March to 1.6 months in April, which was still below a balance level between 3 and 4 months and less than the 10-year average of 2 months. After experiencing a 2-month increase of 15% between December and February, average prices declined for the second straight month, recording a 4% decrease from March and down 6% from February. At an average of $1.25 million, prices were 15% higher than a year ago, above 10-year average growth of 10%, and 53% higher than two years ago. The recent moderation in the GTA housing market can be related to a number of factors, but the largest contributor is a change in buyer psychology, not buyer demand, but buyer expectations. While interest rates have risen 
following a 75 basis point increase in the Bank of Canada's policy rate over a six-week period between March and April, and five-year Government of Canada bond yields, which are used to price fixed-term mortgages, nearly doubled from 1.5% at the beginning of March to 2.9% in early May, most pre-approved buyers were still able to take advantage of recent low holds, rate holds. Furthermore, given how competitive the market was last year, 2021, and into the early part of 2022, there was, and still is, a large amount of unsatisfied demand, with inflation surging and the Bank of Canada sending a clear signal that interest rates will continue to rise, buyers have adopted a more cautious approach to purchasing homes. The Bank of Canada is expected to announce another oversized interest rate increase on June 1st, part of its effort to push Canadian borrowing costs rapidly higher in the hope of slowing the pace of consumer price growth. The central bank is in the middle of its fastest rate hike cycle in decades. After keeping its benchmark interest rate near zero for two years, the bank's governing council announced back-to-back rate hikes in March and April, the second being an unusually large half-percentage point move. Bay Street forecasters widely expect the bank to follow up with another half-point move on Wednesday. That would bring the bank's benchmark rate up to 1.5%, just a quarter point below the pandemic level. This is what the uh, Bank of Canada uh, had to say with regards to uh, the interest rate hike. A succession of supersized moves would be extraordinary by historical standards. Before the April rate hike, the central bank had not announced a half-point increase for two decades. It typically moves in quarter-point increments. But Canada's central bankers seem to be feeling a sense of urgency. The annual rate of inflation hit a new 31-year high of 6.8% in April more than three times the bank's 2% target, and forecasters expect the consumer price index to keep pushing higher in the coming months as a result of surging oil and other commodity prices. Inflation is also broadening out to a wider range of goods and services, making it harder for Canadians to avoid. And it is increasingly being driven by domestic factors. We are confronted with an economy that is showing clear signs of overheating, very tight labor markets in this perfect inflationary storm of global events and preference shifts in consumer spending, Bank of Canada Deputy Governor Tony Gravel said in a speech earlier this month. Simply put, with demand running ahead of the economy's capacity, we need higher interest rates to cool domestic inflation. The fact that prices have begun declining in some segments of the market from the February peak has further reduced the sense of urgency to buy, with more purchasers adopting a wait-and-see approach to the market. Importantly, the dip in prices should not be viewed as the start of a secular decline, but rather the skimming of froth from an overheated market that is playing out much like 2017 so far. There are certainly headwinds for prices given rising interest rates, but there is also a high degree of uncertainty around just how far rates can rise before they materially impact the economy. Structurally, housing prices remain supported by low supply. Near record low unemployment, rising incomes, quickly rising construction costs, and immigration levels that are projected to rise to new heights in the coming years, starting with this fall, 
September, August, September, when uh, the majority of students will be returning to universities, colleges, and uh, other higher levels of education. In the meantime, buyers that purchased in early 2022 and now have to sell are quickly adjusting their prices out of necessity. Once this volatility clears, we will get a better sense of where prices are heading, are trending. The numbers for May 2022 are actually now being crunched and will be ready for next week's podcast. I expect the trend to uh, continue as we move into uh, the summer. The summer is typically a slower period in the real estate market, but because inventory levels are still quite low, I expect this summer to be relatively active, um, um, relatively more active than a typical summer. So we can expect to see uh, high buyer demand as we go into June, July, and even August um, with uh, the low inventory level basically heeding that demand. That's it for this episode. As always, you can reach out to me for any questions, comments, or to provide a microanalysis for your market. You can find me on Instagram, uh, instagram.com, Nico underscore real estate. My Facebook business page, uh, www.facebook.com forward slash real estate with Nico. Instagram has the same handle, real estate with Nico. Or my website, www.realestatewithnico.com. Ciao.